Hello and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us again or for the first time, whichever. Welcome back welcome. and welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to start with good vibes. Jarrell, okay. what's making you happy right now? What's making me happy right like now? Right in this moment. I was like, this is really unexpected. I'm unprepared. No, but like right now. You uh, my life if I'm putting you on the spot, I know. But I just thought of this. I was like, let's talk about a happy thing first. Hmm. Maybe nothing's making you happy right now? No, not particularly. Oh. Well, this went awry. <laughs> I'm not unhappy. I mean, you have no me. Can't you just default to know me? Yeah, but I feel like that's just, like, that's a non-answer. That's not uh, making me happy right now. Why? That always makes me happy. But, but that's always, not specific to this moment. But always is also right now. Right now is included in always because it's right now. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> and you? I'm, see, I'm mad at this too because I was about to feel like you want <laughs> not making me happy, the humidity. However, <laughs> what is actually making me happy is that thus far, and I feel like I'm really going to jinx this right now, thus far my moving process has not been awful. Okay. And I realize that that's not necessarily like happy. I'm like, it's okay, well, it's terrible. But like, I'm actually, I'm not used to moving being just like a slightly annoying thing. I'm used to it being an epic and total disaster. Mm -hmm. so thus far, it has not been an epic and total disaster. And that makes me happy because I feel like maybe I'm doing something right. That's nice. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I explained myself. Worthy of celebration. I don't know if it's necessarily a happy thing, but I get it. Still okay. valid. Fine. Yeah. This turned very judge judgy. <laughs> well, you're underperforming on this game you proposed. I mean, you had nothing, so it's fine. Right. Something is better than nothing. Eh. Anyway, <laughs> what we really wanted to talk about, other than what was making us happy when we couldn't come up with any, you know, valid <laughs> answers, mm -hmm. is social media which everyone uses to some degree, I feel like, other than a very small percentage, because that spans anything from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter to TikTok, and I'm out because I'm not cool, Pinterest. I'm sure there are more. Snapchat. Oh, Pinterest is considered social media. Yes. And Snapchat still exists. Yes. For real? He says with a question, I think so. Right, okay. Well, yeah. cool, all right, so I already learned something today. <laughs> I had no idea Pinterest was social media. I'm not really sure what I thought it was. Yeah. But it just feels so non-offensive compared to the other ones. I use it. Like who's, like nobody's starting fights on Pinterest, I assume. Oh, of course not. Wow, like what a zen happy place. It is actually a really zen and happy place for the most part. You just like collect things. Pretty things, yeah. yeah pretty things or inspirational things. I, I've had a Pinterest page for years. You have a Pinterest page? Yes, I do. Um, Pinterest sounds like the Switzerland of social media. It, I mean, it is wonderful. Um, so it's like big tourist energy for me. Um, so you can like, I have public boards and private boards. So you just like collect things and links. And so some of them, like some of our content is on Pinterest, <laughs> on my Pinterest of like, oh, this was an article I was in, or you should read this. 
for your mental health. And then there are other, like I have a private home board, which is like home inspo. It's always yeah. evolving. Yeah, it's nice. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I feel like I'm like, I've already learned all of these things that people look at Snapchat and Pinterest is considered social media. Yeah. And you have one apparently. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I should get one, but actually as soon as I say that, when you're like collecting things, I'm like, okay, but how do you collect all the things? Like, wait, how do you win Pinterest? Yeah, that's not a thing. Right, so maybe I shouldn't get a Pinterest. Right. Maybe I'll just look at other people's Pinterest. It's like, it's, you know what? It's like bookmarking, but like on acid. So huh. you can save all the things in super organized and visually appealing fashion. What do you do with the things once you save them? Sometimes you go back, you obviously go back to them. And like Very interesting. Them. Yeah. Intriguing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will consider looking into this. Yeah. I mean, I also have a, a recipe board. Oh, see, now we've gone too far. I just bookmarked them in my folder that says cooking. <laughs> right. Well, this is like a better way to do it. And it's prettier. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I feel like this was a really good segue without meaning to be a segue. All right. But we want to talk about managing your relationship with all things <laughs> social media. Like Pinterest is for some people, but maybe not for others who will get super type A and need to collect all the things before they can sign off with Pinterest. Yeah. I was like, are you silently judging me right now? Is that why like there's a pause? That's I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> cool. Anyway, social media is a part of our lives. Yeah. every day um and i think especially now in the pandemic world it can be really hard i hear a lot of people who are like i'm doom scrolling on twitter i'm playing the comparison game with myself on instagram like my facebook friends are posting really awful political statements and i don't know what to do well also almost kind of feeling trapped because, and some people who are not very into social media, like I can almost hear my husband's eyes rolling as I'm gonna say this, don't realize that this feeling exists, but a lot of people feel like they're trapped because they can't not be on these platforms. Yeah. And so it, it's that idea of like, how do you manage the give and take between, and not even just feeling trapped, but also enjoying parts of yeah. the social media platforms, but also knowing that it can go off the deep end really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, which like I can relate to, there's parts of me that's like, I feel like I have to do this because of work related things. But at the same time, I enjoy some of what's happening on social media platforms. Um, but I think, like I said, it can go south pretty quickly and come become a situation in which like it's no longer fun or an enjoyable part of your life, but rather it's damaging your mental health. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is to acknowledge that, like we should all talk about that more, is that because I think it's like such a given that we're on it and people communicate with it and it's, you know, you're getting DMs and all of the things that happen in terms of how people are engaging with it. And maybe you want to be on it, but like how do you recognize when it goes too far yeah. because I think that happens for or I shouldn't say well how do you recognize when it goes too far because I feel like people know that they're like I feel like crap all of a sudden and oh look it's because I just spent an hour scrolling Instagram mm -hmm. so I'm wondering for you personally or what you would share with people yeah. how how would you tell someone how to recognize it before you're already in the doom scrolling hole hmm 
I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I, I think that that hole, especially nowadays, just you fall into it so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess like my, the only recourse I think is to one, just like slow down and like pay attention, right? So like as you're on like Twitter, for instance, um, <clears throat> you know, which is, I mean, Instagram is also this way too, but there's a little bit more to digest, I think, on Instagram between the picture and potential captions. But like Twitter, <clears throat> I found that like you can scroll through a lot of things very quickly and just like roll by them. And the thing is, is that like, you're like, oh, I'm not reading all of it, but you're kind of absorbing the information and anyway, like subconsciously. And um, you're just not processing it as fast as you're scrolling, but it's getting stored, like you're having a reaction to it. So I would say like, just really slow down as you're using social media. And, and just like, I invite people to ask themselves the question, like, how am I feeling right now? Or like, what, what does this mean for me? And just kind of giving a little bit more space to process what's happening as opposed to just consuming all of the data so quickly, which I think we're much more used to these days. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the mindless scrolling is often yeah. what does people in. Um, sure. And honestly, like I'll share a personal story. I had to, ironically less so with Twitter. Mm. I'm gonna sound like ridiculous because I feel like most people think that's the more offensive one because that's where news sources happen more often. Mm. For me, Twitter is significantly better than Instagram. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so, and Facebook, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so what I did far too late, but I wanna say last week, I moved Instagram and Facebook from the main page on my phone app mm -hmm. into like its own folder. So there's more effort, I guess, for lack of a better word, to go to them. Yeah. And at the same time, I identified like, okay, when am I, when is this a problem, right? When do I start to feel like this is too much? And what I realized, which is like, duh, if you know me, I, it wasn't so much that I was like going on these apps because I genuinely wanted to see what was on Instagram, but rather because like, if I'm watching a baseball game, like I just want something to do with my hands. Like yeah. I don't sit still well. And so I was like, okay, what else can I do? So instead I downloaded several games onto my phone. Wait, Very what? Basic. Yeah, wait, you no, but like not, not game games. Like oh, not God. like. I can't even name a game. Not like games people play on their phone, but like solitaire. That's a game. I mean, but like, right. But when people think that's like, not oh, Candy Crush. Right, Candy Crush. That's a game people play on their phone. Right, right. No, but I'm just, I'm just impressed that you have games on your phone now. because I do now. Okay. So do you remember a game? Maybe you didn't. <laughs> maybe I'm really dating myself and I'm going to seem really uncool. Do you remember the back in the AOL days? There was a game called Slingo. That I do not recall. Okay. So I need someone to validate me who played this, but it's like, it's basically slot machines and bingo. But when you played on AOL, there were like chat rooms and you talked to people and there were codes for different like things that would happen during the game and you tried to beat the people in the room with you. Anyway, that's not happening on the phone. But it's like mindless things. And the best one is that I found a word search app and I'm on like level 70 something of word searches. Nice. Which I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. That being said, 
it has helped because it now it's very intentional. If I'm clicking the app, it's because I want to click the app, not just because like, oh, I need to be doing something right now as I'm kind of sitting here. And I think that speaks to exactly what you said of that. Even if you're not really paying attention, you're still absorbing it and it can still then make you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I think a good takeaway from that is to identify when you don't feel so great when you use it and then adjust accordingly. I say to people all the time, like get off of it, especially when it comes to news sources in you know the world we live in right now. If yeah. you're not learning anything new, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're just reading the same thing over and over again, stop. Because I get it, you wanna be informed, that's great. But if you're already informed and you're just hearing the same bad news over and over again, like just think about that in real life, right? If you were told like, oh, I mean, this is a very pandemic appropriate example, but like your vacation was canceled and someone's telling you this and they go up to you and they say, Hey, your vacation's canceled. And you're like, Oh man, that sucks. And you feel all the things. And then they go, Hey, yeah, your vacation's canceled. And you're like, no, I know that's awful. And then they say it like four more times. Yeah. You're like probably ready to push that person down a flight of stairs because it's like, all right, I get it. Stop. Like you're hurting right. me. Right. So don't do that to yourself is the moral of the story. Yeah, and I think that just to, and this is something I've said to clients I've talked to about this, is that this is also how the news on the television works, is that any, you basically, for any given news hour about, there is, like, the first 10 or 15 minutes are the unique stories of the hour, and then they replay, or they either go into greater detail through the rest of the hour. So you only really need the 10 to 15 minutes and then you're done, actually, if the goal is to just stay informed. And so it's kind of this idea too, if you're someone who likes the news on TV, it's just be mindful of that, is that you're actually getting those news stories several times with slightly different, you know, copy or like reading of whatever they're saying. So something to be mindful in that realm too. Which is another good unintentional segue because my next thing would be, it's going to be different for everyone. Because you say that TV news, and I understand that you, you know, are making a loaded and pointed comment at me. However. Yes, that was the intention. Yes. For me, I enjoy having our local news station on loop. It doesn't bother me. I need background noise. I enjoy all of the anchors and people who work for the station. And it's, it just doesn't bother me. I think that also probably goes to why Twitter is cool, but like Instagram will make me want to throw my phone sometimes. And so for me, like that's actually helpful just because it gets to the fact of like, I need background noise and this is comforting and comfortable. And also I'm informed, but someone else might do that and want to lose their mind. So I think it's something to note too, not just my praise for New York One, but also that just because some you see someone else on Instagram constantly and they're responding to DMs within two minutes and they're just in it to win it, yeah. that might work for them for whatever reason, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. And so to get out of that comparison trap to say, oh, but like these people are commenting and posting all, often and so I should do the same thing. No, no, no. Like that, that's cool. They might be really good with kind of being on it consistently. And I think maybe for some people, it's social interaction in a world where we don't have a lot of it. And so great. But if that doesn't work for you, stop it. Right. But, you know, TV news is cool was kind of the moral of that point as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, like, um, I, I think that New York one is a little better, but I'm um, still- A lot better. Well, no, I mean, just in, in terms of like the the personalities and like the way they talk about things is a, is generally better than like the niche, the national news station. Oh yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. I actually couldn't, oh, I mean, CNN, MSNBC, but like, I have no idea what their programming even is. Um, yeah. And actually you say that, and I think that's why it doesn't bother me. Well, is because right. it's so New York centric. Well, but also, yeah, yeah, but it's also not just like because it's New York centric. I don't think because I've watched it before. Um, Who did I you think, watch? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> um, but it's like the the tone of it is 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 better than most news stations, and so um, yeah, and I can also see why because because of that and because it's New York centric, why it's better for you. Um, but yeah, I think that like most of the mainstream national coverage is like, you know, the world is literally on fire. And that they do very strictly follow that format. All the big networks follow that format. Whether that's like your Fox station, your ABC, your CBS, all those major networks follow that format of, you know, you get hit with the, in the first 10 minutes with the updates of the news stories that are happening in the last 24 hours or what have you. And then the rest of it is just regurgitation of that. Um, cause that's, that's just been the model for so long. So if you want to be informed, you know, take the 10 minutes and then like turn the channel or, you know, or if that works for you, keep doing it, keep watching and listening. So. Yeah, that's a good point. New York one has feel good Fridays where they do a segment of like a warm, fuzzy thing happening in neighborhoods. And I don't think that's happening on CNN. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> just a thought, right. but it's that idea too of kind of moving into another tip is curate your feeds. Yes, there's definitely not a way to never see anything unpleasant because even if you just follow people, you might disagree with something someone says, or you know, if you're just following like basic news networks or news outlets, they're gonna have depressing things on because the world is a little depressing right now, a lot depressing right now. But I think it's also, a way to make sure that like, what are you seeing the bulk of? So maybe I'm cool with Twitter because the majority of things that I see on Twitter are news about the Yankees right now, which depending on like he might not be great either, <laughs> but like, that's fine. Right. <laughs> I need to know that. Right. And it doesn't have the same ramifications of like, the world is literally on fire. Right. Um, that's something I enjoy even when they make me crazy. Yeah. So curate your feed, right? Like you don't need to follow all the news networks because for the most part, they kind of say the same thing, at least if you're just trying to be informed. Maybe only follow people on either Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or all of the above that you don't fall into that comparison trap with, right? Like if someone's posts make you feel bad about yourself for whatever reason, I feel like a good question would be then why are you continuing to allow yourself to see those posts? Yeah. For like, sure. why would you do that to yourself? And so don't make it an unpleasant place. You don't need to be on it constantly. And I think at a certain point, it kind of tips the scales for most people. But why are you scrolling through your feeds and seeing anything that makes you feel badly about yourself? Right. Yeah. And like, that's not cool. Yeah. And can I share one, one like concrete way I've thought about this for myself? If I say no, will you do it anyway? <laughs> I mean, I could wait till later. I mean, no, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, so I've 
I've adopted this rule, like a loose rule of like to continue the baseball conversation of three strikes, you're out. So like if I am, because there's some accounts that I like to follow that also post um, like difficult or provocative content. Um, and so even, even those accounts that I like, like you have a, a three strikes rule. Um, and so like if, you know, if I get to that third time where I see a post from this account and I'm just like feeling shitty for whatever reason, not necessarily like about myself, but maybe about the world or about something that's happened and just reminding me of all these negative feelings, then after that third strike, I cut them loose. I unfollow or mute. Um, and so I make that determination in the moment of like, okay, can I mute this person for like 30 days or whatever? Or do I just want to go ahead and unfollow and see how I feel? And I think that's like, in terms of curating, I think that's one concrete way you could go about it. Just pay attention to how you feel when you're scrolling and what this account is posting. And if you see or feel, you know, oh, like this is the second time this week, this account has like made me feel bad. Maybe it's time to let it go. I love that. Good. Well done. Thanks. Good baseball analogy too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think that is a really just good point of that. It doesn't also, you know, as we're talking about like it make, making you feel bad about yourself or bad about things in the world, it can also just be that it bugs you. Right. No, <laughs> right. Totally. Like, it, and it kind of sounds petty, but if someone's posting things that every time you like look at their stories or see their posts, like you're rolling your eyes for whatever yep. reason, mm -hmm. so, like stop watching it. Yep. You unfollow, do what you got to do. And it, it's not so much about just like being like really picky and like, oh, that person's content is ridiculous. But the world is hard right now. Yes. You don't add things that annoy you because right. annoyances throughout the day are small but they add up. And especially because of the world we're living in right now, if you were starting the day in the before times at like, I don't know, level one, two, depending on how well you slept in terms of like how full your cup is, I feel like most of us are waking up at like a six or a seven right now, if not mm -hmm. higher. And so that one annoying thing on social media now can like completely ruin your mood for an extended period of time, given all the crap we're dealing with in the world. So like, that's not how you want your cup to run over. That yeah. can't be worth it. Right. And you don't have to share it with anyone. You don't have to tell the person like, hey, your stories really annoy the crap out of me. Just mute it. I promise they probably won't even notice. Well, see, I was like, don't say that because Wait, I, what? yeah, because. Are you going to tell me a story that's going to annoy me? Because then I have to, like, <laughs> I, just, I have to end this conversation. <laughs> I'm not going to tell a story, but okay. because this has comes from like client things that have happened, but. Okay. Um, I have been made aware that, I'm that, that especially people who are younger than us um, are very aware of who follows and watches their stories consistently. And it can sometimes be a thing where people literally get messages like, oh, you stopped watching my stories, what's up? Or like, I went to your profile and noticed that you weren't following me any, anymore, like what is your problem? So I just wanted to say that like I also recognize that like different age groups and different people have different relationships with how to navigate new social media and we're of a particular age group and generation. So um, there are these other cultural social factors that come into play. So as you think about curating, you probably also wanna think about how would you respond if someone did reach out 
or follow up with you once you did mute them or unfollow or whatever the case is. Be emotionally prepared. Okay. I'm appalled, number Are you one. Okay. <laughs> number two. I'm gonna add something in here then. Yeah. Uh, this is at the risk of sounding super old. Yeah. Fine, whatever. And by the way, when you say the people younger than us, Jarell and I are still like super young spring Fresh chicken meat. That just ruined Lovely. the whole anyway. We're not old people. <laughs> we are not. That being said, this is for all, everyone, all Gen Xers, that's who comes after us. I think so, yeah. Okay. Anyway, everyone, maybe just respect people's decisions with social media. Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. And I, and this actually is timely because someone that I follow on Twitter posted a poll that was essentially like, do people with a large following have an obligation to share certain things about like timely topics on social media? Mm. And I like found myself being really heated. Like, no, social media is a personal choice and you don't know anybody, anything, right? Like it's a public platform. You don't have to share everything publicly. So Put a pin in that for a second mm. but also just this idea of like if someone opts to because also you're messaging somebody because they're not watching your stories how do you know they're watching any stories maybe someone's taking a break because they're about to lose their mind because the world is on fire and everyone has a virus and like just give everyone a break it's all fine like respect people's relationship with these platforms and that they might have a different one than you do Right. I'm gonna, that's it. I could say more, but I'm gonna stop. I was like, you're starting to rant. I'm gonna be right. I was like, I'm gonna do that. Deep breath, fine. Valid, but you know. Respect people. Yeah. But yeah. I think going into that is this idea of, you know, that's navigating how you consume social media. But I think part of the debate also is like, what do you do with sharing on social media? Um, and I think what's really prominent are people sharing a lot of things on social media. I remember, I don't even remember who I heard this from, but like people were commenting on, especially at the start of the pandemic, how many Instagram lives had started popping up. It was nuts. It, I mean, I, I'm very big on curating my feed, so I didn't get a lot of them. But people are sharing, like, I'm doing my laundry, I'm making some toast or whatever. Yeah. And they look like they're having fun. <laughs> cool. But like for me personally, there's no part of my being <laughs> that thinks while I'm making toast to put it on Instagram. Like literally, it's not even a thing where like I'm viscerally against it on principle. Like don't show your toast on social media. But like it just doesn't enter my consciousness. Just make you some toast. God will fuck. Are you mumbling? What's happening right now? <laughs> Okay. Uh -huh. All right. We're happy to have a moment. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I mean, do what? <laughs> do you, but like, that's not really cute, y'all. Just saying. No, I mean, like, it, it's great if that makes you happy, but I think right. what happens is because that's what we've been seeing, other people get into the mode of like, wait, should I right. be showing people my toast? Should I be posting <laughs> every time? That was such a weird time. It sounds like, like a euphemism now. I know. <laughs> but it's I'm really not. It's not. I'm right. not promoting nudity on social media. <laughs> um, but it's like people are like, oh, should I be doing this? But I don't really feel comfortable doing this, but everyone's doing this. Maybe it'll be helpful to do this. And it becomes this whole thing where it's like, no, if that's not your relationship with social media, it doesn't have to be your relationship with social media. Share what you want to. Yeah. That's it. 
It's really that simple. If you want to share your breakfast making, cool. Probably help with some recipes. I always like when people post a recipe, but I'm like, oh, I made this amazing thing. It was super easy and delicious and healthy. And I'm like, all right, you can tell me how to do it. Or like, we just bragging. It's like, that's rude. I literally watched an Instagram live of two people cooking the other day. And so now that recipe is on my list of things to do. Yeah, see, that can be helpful. Yeah. Like I've gotten like suggestions and ideas and this is why like some people might just like to see like oh cool that person's holding their laundry that looks mm -hmm. nice and that's great but if it isn't for you it doesn't have to be for you even yeah. if that's all you're seeing even if all of your friends are doing it even if you're you know really jealous of some influencers home workout setup or a fancy kitchenware like if it's not for you it's not for you and that's it yeah social peer pressure is real yeah. But like, just, you know, try and, yeah, I think what we're saying, what, what Rachel is saying is like, just try and lean into what works best for you and let that guide you. Yeah. It'll be okay. And at the same time, you don't know anybody anything and they don't know you anything. Yeah. Somebody doesn't want to share something publicly, they don't have to. You don't want to share something publicly, you don't have to. If you want to, cool. That's great. But I think the biggest takeaway here is also that social media is actually supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to be an enjoyable thing. People do and communicate and share and connect with friends and family and people far away, friends and family. If it's stressful, I feel like you have to ask yourself, what's the point? Yeah. Right? Like if this is something that you're supposed to be enjoying and it's supposed to be a fun app on your phone, and it's anything but that, this hardly seems like a reason to make yourself crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it. And so whatever you need to do in order to go back to this idea of, oh, it's a fun app, that is the right answer. Yeah. And I think the message again is that everyone should just respect everyone's choices with that however they want to navigate it for themselves both during this crazy time and overall because it might look different right now compared to what it looks like when the world is more normal absolutely so take care of yourself on and offline yeah and as a really timely and ironic segue if you would like to follow us on social media <laughs> You can find us at Viva Wellness NYC. We promise that we try to share only content that's going to be helpful and make you feel good. Yeah. So if there's anything you'd like to see from us, please let us know. Or, you know, just say hi. We like messages too. We're friendly, we promise. And if you found this podcast helpful or another episode helpful, we would love if you would leave us a rating and a review and share with a friend. And if you have some good Pinterest boards I should look at apparently now, please feel free to send them over. Follow me on Pinterest. <laughs> JCARLMHC. Wait, oh, yeah, because you have like, an, I'm going to have to look at your Pinterest page. Yeah, yeah. Do you have friends on Pinterest? I have so many questions. I mean, I don't know if you'd call them friends. It's just like you have, you follow people. Okay, I'm going to have to do a Pinterest deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll talk. And we'll, we'll say, okay, cool. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you are taking care of yourselves both physically and mentally and that you will join us again for our next episode.
Bye.